Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Find Your Way podcast, where we are answering the question, who am I? Which is what way stands for. I'm your host, Lindsay Means, human design expert and guide. This podcast is all about human design, healing, and inner work for hairstylists, salon owners, and innovators in the hair industry. I am so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Hey gorgeous, welcome to this episode where I'm going to share my plant medicine journey with you. Now, I have been very nervous to share this story and I think it stems from how I grew up. My parents were always like, drugs are bad, sex is bad, alcohol is bad, everything is bad. And I remember my mom or dad they're like, if you ever do drugs, you're going to be uh, under the, under a bridge homeless and you're going to ruin your life forever. And so I really paid attention to that. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about my recreational experience with um, drugs and then I'm going to share my ceremonial and plant medicine journey with you. And my intention is to first and foremost, just share my journey. I know I started down my plant medicine journey based upon a podcast. And I think that working with plant medicine is amazing. It has 100% transformed my life. That being said, it is not for everyone. It is really intense. It is really hard. There's a lot of things that happen that you can't control. And so I'm going to also give you tips on how to go down this path if that's something that you feel like is calling you. And so we're going to get right into it. So the first drug that I ever took was MDMA and it was New Year's Eve. I was probably 25 or 26 and I had just started dating my uh, first boyfriend, Josh. And I remember being so pissed that he did not ask me to spend New Year's Eve with him and I was crying on the couch and then he texts me and he's like, hey, do you want to come over and do some MDMA with me? And I was like, yeah, of course, because I was an anxious, anxious avoidant. Uh, definitely at that time. And so I went over and I'd never done anything like that before. And I was a little nervous and, um, we just did it at his apartment and I remember feeling good, um, but don't really remember much of that experience. And then fast forward to probably a year or so later, we were at a party and they had mushrooms and I was like, Ooh, that sounds fun. I want to do that. And so I don't even remember how much I took and I was tripping really hard and I I just literally watched a video that I have of me and I was like there's a bug I want to play with the bug where's where'd the bug go and um we were at a party and collectively um on mushrooms and it was very interesting because my my boyfriend at the time he did not take anything and there were a couple of people who were fucking with us. And I remember specifically, I was in a hot tub and these people came over and they were fucking with us because they knew we were all on mushrooms. And I remember they turned into devils in front of my eyes. And I remember looking at this girl 
beside me. And I was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And she's like, yes, let's get out of here. And so we jumped out of the hot tub into the pool and I swam over to my boyfriend and I was like, oh my God, they're devils. And I was crying in his lap and then I was fine. Um, and the reason I tell that story is because it's interesting. We were talking about it later and he was like, yeah, you know, those people were assholes. Like their energy was just so negative and off. And that is a lot of what plant medicine does is it shows you the world through a different lens. So I saw them as devils and he picked up their asshole energy. And so a lot of people talk about negative um, things happening or bad trips that happen. Um, And that was the only bad trip that I've ever had. Um, And even then I knew that I was on something. So I know a lot of people have fear and and misconceptions around, um, maybe not misconception, but just fear around plant medicine. Am I am I going to ever get out of it? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to see devils or spirits or ghosts? And the answer is you might. <laughs> and something that comes up is. Do you want to continue to be in the reality that you are now? If you're contemplating plant medicine, chances are you want to change. And so much of our reality is based upon limited beliefs, generational trauma, patterns, and habits. And the thing about plant medicine is it shakes you up. And it helps you look at your life and different experiences through a different lens. And here's the thing. Your subconscious mind, it speaks through symbols, visions, pictures. It doesn't use words. And so a lot of the things that come up with plant medicine, and you'll you'll hear in, in my journey, it has to do with your subconscious. It has to do with healing. It has to do with growth. And it's helping you look at different aspects of yourself through a different lens. So... Set and setting are a huge part of plant medicine. You can Google what that means. I can't remember the exact terms, but it's essentially who are you around? Who are you doing this with? And what is your intention? Because your intention creates your reality. And spoiler alert, you can use your intention now. You can use your intention every single day to help guide your life. But if you don't go into it with a specific intention, then the universe is going to show you whatever whatever you need to, to see, whether you like it or not. So that was kind of the start of my... Um, recreational experiences I had done coke a couple of times it was basically the thing for me before I started my spiritual journey with any sort of drug it was always recreational and it was always with other people and I didn't really like how I felt on it um and it was something that I did a couple of times and then I didn't do again so fast forward to when I met Dan I had previously mentioned in the last episode that he was an alcoholic and he also was um, an avid cannabis smoker. So I had a couple experiences with cannabis um, prior to meeting Dan. My sister actually had a really, really, really bad experience with it where she was hospitalized. And so that kind of 
made me not really want to do it. And anytime I would smoke, I never really felt anything. Um, and then I had kind of a bad experience one time and it kind of got a little weird. And so I was a little, um, hesitant, but once again, I was an anxious attachment style and he was an avid smoker. And I remember, I think we did edibles and I was so high that I couldn't get off the couch. I wasn't communicating. I wasn't letting him know that I was freaking out. Um, so I didn't talk about how uncomfortable I was. And then we smoked every day. Um, we had a volcano and we would smoke a bag and we would smoke a bag or two in the morning, a bag or two at night. Um, I didn't really smoke during the day. Um, he did. We had vapes and uh, he would smoke pretty much constantly all day long. And for me, it was more in the morning and at night. And I love cannabis. I'm a huge advocate for cannabis. For me, it helps me get me out of my head and into my body. It enhances my meditations. It just makes me feel more clear. And I loved starting the day that way and then it would kind of fade off. And I almost feel like I don't know if I have ADHD. I think I probably would be, di- like I, they probably would say I did have it if I was uh, diagnosed or went to the doctor or whatever. But it helped clear my mind up. And so I felt like I could control it. In the morning, I would smoke and it felt like it gave me energy. It helped me focus. And then at night, it helped me chill out and kind of come out of my head into my body. And so for five years, well, I guess it was four and a half, four and a half years straight, I was high. And I remember asking my friends and my family, um, do I feel different? Like, do you know, do you notice anything? And they said, no, they couldn't tell, um, which was interesting to me. And then towards the, the end of our relationship in November, I, um, I just had, I went to stay with my mom and my sister for about a month and I only had a vape. And while I was there, Dan and I had talked and he was like, yeah, so guess what? I quit smoking. And I was like, what? Really? Now, this guy had been smoking for 10 plus years, like a hardcore, completely. He, he's, he's got a lot of addiction habits. He used to be a smoker. He would smoke cigarettes. He would alcohol, cannabis. And so he definitely had problems with it. I don't feel like I did. Um, Going a month with just a vape after smoking tons and tons. I have a very high tolerance, um, pun intended. And so for me, I can stop it and I feel fine. And then I can start it again. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I like this. Um, And so when he said he quit, I was like, oh, my God. And in my head around that time, I was still trying to reconcile with him. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe he had a spiritual awakening. Maybe we can finally do the work. Maybe he's changed. And um, when I got home, I was like, "How? why did you stop? And he was like, well, I didn't have time to go pick it up. Um, Our guy lived like an hour away. And I was like, oh. You quit because you were lazy. That's cool. Um, And so we didn't have anything at the house. And so I stopped smoking too. And I was like, you know, I've wondered what I was like not being high after being high for four years straight. Um, And I didn't feel any different, to be honest. And so it was very interesting. And so anyways, we smoked a lot. 
I love cannabis. Um, we did LSD uh, at a cabin in the woods in 2019, and that was a magical experience. We weren't really doing it ceremonially. Um, I took it very seriously. I think it was more recreational for him, and that really opened my mind to psychedelics. And then we got some mushrooms, and we did mushrooms one time, and Dan could not handle it. He basically just passed out the whole time and I was out in the backyard enjoying nature and having so much fun. I loved it. Um, and I was disappointed because he never wanted to do it, do it again. So that was my experience with drugs and plant medicine um, in a non-ceremonial way. So during my personal development journey, I came across cacao and I started doing cacao ceremonies and It was amazing. I highly, highly, highly suggest cacao. Now, you might be thinking, what is that? So cacao is just chocolate. It's ceremonial grade cacao beans. And there's a spirit. So here's the thing with plant medicine. There is a spirit for eat all of the plants. There's the spirit of cacao, the spirit of mushrooms, the spirit of ayahuasca, the spirit of combo. And all of these plants are interconnected with us and I believe they're here to help us they're here to help enlighten us to help us on our journeys and so cacao came to me and I the only brand that I will drink is Keith's cacao I will link it in the show notes highly recommend it I've tried so many different brands and nothing compares to Keith's cacao Um, the way that I do my cacao ceremonies is I will boil almost boil bring it you have to watch it very carefully you cannot let the water boil so bring water close to boiling eight ounces and then with Keith's cacao you when you buy it it's a brick of cacao so you you chop it up and I always do an ounce and I'll chop up an ounce I always play music like um, you can find a cacao playlist or whatever resonates with you I think about my intention I'm I really create a sacred ceremony now that is a big part of plant medicine there have been times where There was one time where I did a cacao ceremony with Dan and he wasn't taking it seriously. And so he was like, this doesn't work. This doesn't, I didn't feel anything. And it was because it wasn't, it wasn't honoring the plan. It wasn't in that ceremonial way. And so really bring an attitude of ceremony when you work with plants. And so I will think about my intention as I'm chopping up the, the, the cacao. I'll look at it. I'll use my senses. I mix it in and I use a whisk and I whisk it up and I put a little bit of honey or you can use maple syrup and I'll put a couple of grinds of Himalayan sea salt and then a dash of cayenne pepper. And then I always do cacao ceremonies outside. And so I'll put it in my Yeti and I'll go down to the dock and I'm I'm listening to music. I'm thinking about my intention. I'll go down to the dock and I'll dance around for a little while and then I'll journal and I'll set my intention and then I start drinking. And when you drink it, it's really about smelling it, looking at it. The first drink that you like communicating, thank you, spirit of cacao for 
are showing me whatever your intention is and speaking your intentions into the drink. And then as you take a drink, swirling it around in your mouth, feeling it go down your throat, like really taking it seriously. And I'll drink it all and I highly suggest swirling around in your drink because it does settle at the bottom and if it settles at the bottom, it gets a little chalky. Um, and it's it's very thick. It's very, um, it doesn't taste like chocolate that you're used to. And so after I drink all of it, then I will lay down and be in meditation. And lately I've been putting epic violin music, like just really setting the tone for wherever I want to go. And then I journey. I did a cacao ceremony last week for the full moon and it was one of the most intense uh, ceremonies that I've done. And I tell people all the time, like cacao is intense and you can have what feels like psychedelic experiences on cacao and it's completely legal. It's not unhallucinogenic and it's just really whatever you need to get out of it and however the plant wants to work with you so you may have a psychedelic type experience or you may just feel like your heart is opening um different people react to different plants and so my journey may not be the same as yours so if you do a cacao ceremony and you're like well I didn't see anything that's okay that was your journey um so I wanted to share some of the benefits of cacao um so cacao is very grounding and clarifying and it contains compounds that are known to increase bliss the feeling of love and sensuality it helps calm your nervous system increase creativity it helps with blood circulation and digestion it assists with meditation and inner work it helps clear any block blocked or stuck emotions helps you to connect with yourself others nature and spirit it's an aphrodisiac it helps increase energy without the nervous buzz one can get from caffeine and it helps prolong focus so a lot of people will drink cacao every day I'm actually drinking some cacao right now in honor of this episode I personally just do it ceremonially um So if you're thinking about doing plant medicine, if you're thinking about going on this journey and you feel like, ooh, you feel that little ping in your body like, hmm, maybe I want to try cacao, I highly suggest it, Um, especially as a way in to this, this world of plants. And I want to say that if you have any questions whatsoever, my door is always open. I love talking about my experiences and sharing my perspectives. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. So cacao was the gateway, if you will, to plant medicine. I've had so many cacao ceremonies. I've had so many amazing experiences. I remember one of the first experiences I had during a meditation was where I don't remember what I was working on, but I saw myself and like a higher version of me. And I was naked and I had a barrel around me, like a wine barrel. And my higher self had an axe and my higher self was chipping away at this barrel. And it just kept removing layers and layers and layers and layers of this barrel that was covering me and then finally I kind of faded away and I turned into a tree 
And my higher self started hacking at the tree. And all of a sudden, little Lindsay jumped out. And I bawled my eyes out. And I hugged her and I danced with her. And my interpretation of that was that my higher self was helping to remove layers and layers and layers and layers that had been built up throughout my life to reveal little Lindsay, to reveal my little self. And that was such a beautiful experience. And I've had so many more of them. So the other plant that I love working with is mushrooms. And the, like I said, I had done mushrooms before a couple of times, but I'd never done it in a ceremonial way. So on Memorial Day weekend, I decided to do a solo hero's dose of mushrooms. Now, I personally do lemon teching with mushrooms, and I do want to give a disclaimer. I am not advocating that you go do this. Please do your research. Um, Please make sure that you're safe. I really knew that because of all of the healing that I've done, all of the inner work that I've done, I had checked in with my higher self. I checked in with my authority with human design. I let people around me know what I was doing. I really made sure that I was safe. I made sure that I was comfortable. And so I felt good to do this on my own. Now, if you're going to do mushrooms, I highly suggest having a facilitator. I highly suggest doing it with people that you trust and using your intuition, tapping into your body. Really, really use your authority in human design. And if you're like, what the heck is that? I will link an episode that talks about your authority in the show notes, but your authority in human design is your decision-making mechanism. So your body is an all-intelligent vehicle and it knows what it's doing. It's, it knows what's good for you. It knows what's safe for you. It's no, it knows what's healthy for you, regardless of what your mind says. So I am very in tune with my body and that's why I felt very comfortable and safe to do this on my own. So full, <laughs> full disclaimer, please make sure you talk to your, maybe you're not going to talk to your doctor before you do this, but just really do some research and really make sure that this is 100% really good in your bones and your body and your soul and, and, and communicate with your intuition and your higher self. So I just want to get that out there before I share this. So lemon teching is something that I love and it basically you and I'm very like I weigh everything um I'm very ceremonial like I said when I'm when I'm working with the plants I'm communicating with that's the spirit I'm thanking it for what it's about to help me with um and so I will weigh it out so you only have to use half of the dose that you want and you soak it in lemon juice for 20 minutes and then you just shoot it you drink it all and it hits you within 20 minutes there's no nausea it's every single time I've done this it's been very intense for three to four hours and then it kind of peaks and it just chills out and it just feels like you're high on cannabis Um, and the next day you might be a little bit tired but that's it there's no hungover there's really no after effects at least for me and my body So for this journey, I took the equivalent of about 3.75 grams and a hero's dose of mushrooms is four to five plus grams. 
And my intention for this ceremony was to tap into play, fun, and adventure. And oh my God, this was such a beautiful experience. It was wild because I was doing it by myself. I was doing it in a ceremonial way. I was doing a pretty high dose and I was kind of experimenting with something new. I had randomly learned about lemon checking. And so I went a little under what I really wanted to do because I was testing this out. Um, And I remember within 30 minutes, I was feeling it. And the thing with mushrooms is it's such a beautiful experience with nature. So I personally do my ceremonies in my house because I live in a neighborhood and I don't really want my landlords to walk on, walk up on me. <laughs> my neighbors know what I'm doing, but so I wouldn't care with them. But I, I don't really want to be outside, although it would be amazing. I just feel more comfortable and safe in my house. However, I have huge, like basically floor to ceiling windows and I have a little backyard, so I'm looking at nature. And I have, I always play the Polish ambassador when I am doing my ceremonies and the, the vibrations start changing. There's this pulse. There's just, just like, mm, like the, this, this, um, you feel so much more at one with the world and you do start to see the visuals. And so the, the wood started pulsing and I started seeing different figures and like things would come out of the walls. And I just basically sat on a chair enjoying this show. It was, it was truly like a show and all of the, the colors, the world looks a little bit more crisp. It looks different. Um, all of the shroomy art that you see 100% happens. Um, music you just feel music in a different way you feel your your body looks different it's very cartoony um and I was just I was just enjoying it and some of the takeaways that I had from that um journey was that it's safe to step into my power and display my magic it's safe to receive it's safe to be seen and this is a huge theme for pretty much all of the, the ceremonies the rest of the year. And I'm just now feeling comfortable to share this side of me with you. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I've been scared to share that I love plant medicine, that this is part of my journey. And I'm finally ready to to share that side of myself with you. Um, so I remember I was sitting outside and it was intense for three hours. And I sat outside um, the, the garage turned into a wolf and Native Americans showed up and owls and um, just different animals were visiting me and I was just having so much clarity and downloads and all of the things and it just felt so good. Um, and so then I came down off of it and I remember taking a walk and um, going down to the lake and swimming and just feeling so good and so present in my body. So the next ceremony that I had was on the Lionsgate portal, the 8-8 portal. And my intention for this journey was to connect to my higher heart and merge with little Lindsay and to tap into sexual energy. And with this one, it was a little bit different. Every journey is different. And the first half of it 
was amazing. Like I felt like the world was making love to me. I tapped into some sexual sides of myself that I'd never tapped into before. It was orgasmic. It was sensual. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then it got a little weird. So after this orgasmic experience, I felt this urge to go down into uh, the bathroom. And as I'm walking down the stairs, it felt like my body turned into a like shaman woman, like a medicine woman. And I got like old and wrinkly and I could see my body. Um, Sometimes it's weird to look in the mirror when you're on uh, plant medicine because you see yourself in a different way. And I literally saw myself old and wrinkly and like a medicine woman. And I was like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't have looked in the mirror. (laughs) Um, And I like really got into some deep stuff and I basically gave birth to myself and it felt like the whole entire world or like the whole entire my all of my ancestors and I can't remember exactly what was going on with that one but it was very intense around that time I was going through a lot of ancestral trauma healing like so much ancestral trauma healing and now I know that a lot of that, I just remember being like, can this be freaking over? And a lot of that was prepping me for ayahuasca. Um, so it was intense. Like I felt like I gave birth to myself and my ancestors and I was crying and crying. I was probably crying for hours and just releasing and releasing and releasing. And I had some healing with my, I remember walking into the kitchen and I've got a bunch of photos on my fridge and there's a photo of me. And I just remember being like, little Lindsay and like nurturing her and then finally I I come out of the intensity and I go down to the lake and I swim and I like cleanse myself and um then felt amazing afterwards so it's it's really it's really fun but then it's also work it's hard and you never know what's going to come up like you have your intention and that can lead your journey but the spirit of whatever you're working with pretty much has its way with you and it's all for your highest good especially when you set that intention um so those are some pretty intense journeys and then I went to go do combo and ayahuasca so ayahuasca I am not the best at explaining what these plant medicines are so you can go google what ayahuasca is it's essentially a root from the amazon or it comes from all over but it's really there's the spirit is a grandmother it's a matriarchal um spirit it's like a grandma and grandma is here to help you heal and grandma is here to help you see what you may not have wanted to see for a very long time and so she can be very intense and I had first learned about ayahuasca probably two years before um, from Catherine Zenkina, who is Manifestation Babe. And she has a whole podcast episode on this. You can search, I'm sure, Ayahuasca Manifestation Babe, and you can learn so much more from her than you will from me. This is really more about me sharing my experience versus educating you um, on the, the plant. And so... I followed her and my mentor, who I'm going to keep anonymous just for the sake of her privacy. So 
I was following both of their journeys and I have worked with my mentor in multiple ways. And this year in April, um, she asked me to, if, she, if I wanted to come sit with her, she was calling in her shaman to do a sit in the, in the States. And I wanted to so badly, like it was a hell yes in my mind, but it was not a hell yes in my body. And so I really want to to make that point is that I have been actively wanting to do ayahuasca for over two years or however long it had been. And I had the opportunity presented to me and I said no, because it wasn't a hell yes in my body. And so then a couple of months go by and she was doing another one. And at this point, it was a hell yes in my body. And so I kind of want to share this journey because there are different signs and synchronicities like the plants will call to you and ayahuasca is getting more popular. Who was it? Aaron Rodgers uh, just talked about how he did ayahuasca on Aubrey Marcus's podcast and it's becoming more and more popular. And so I think a lot of people um, are becoming aware of this this plant and how powerful it is. And they're like, "Ooh, Aaron Rodgers did it. I want to do it. And then they go do it. And so many I've heard so many horror stories of people doing ayahuasca with with shamans, quote unquote shamans, who have been serving this medicine for like two years. And this is where the set and setting comes in. You really, 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 really need to vet who you're going to sit with. The shaman has a major part to play in your journey. The shaman that I worked with has over 27 years of experience with this plant. And so I highly suggest if you're thinking about doing ayahuasca that you first listen to your body, wait for the signs for Mama Aya to call to you, which I'll share in a minute, and really vet who you're going to sit with and your facilitator and who they have to help them because it's not a one-man show. There's other people who are supporters to help. And so it's really important for you to follow this advice um, that I'm giving to you. And so the second time my mentor asked me, I said it was a hell yes in my body. We are doing a, a call to learn all of the details. And I love this about my mentor. She is so detail oriented. And I asked, I was like, okay, it definitely feels like a sacral hell yes, but are there any other signs that this is right? Because I want to make sure that this is the time that ayahuasca is calling to me. And my mentor said, um, you'll start kind of feeling a little trippy in nature. Um, different spirit animals will start coming to you like snakes and jaguars and, um, and so I think I can't remember what else she said. So I was like, okay, cool. So the other thing that she was talking about on this call is that she was going to be facilitating combo. Now, I had never really thought about doing combo. All that I knew was that you got burned and you there was frog poison and you throw up a lot. And I was like, mm, that doesn't really sound like something I'm into. Like that, I was like, nah, no, I don't, I don't think so. I would rather be like psychedelics are what I really am called to. And so I was like, mm, I don't think so. So on this orientation, call she was talking about combo and 
everyone else was doing it. And so I was kind of on that, like, well, everyone else is doing it. Maybe I want to do it too. And so I asked her, I was like, hmm, I was like, okay, well, what, what should, I don't know if I want to do this. This doesn't really sound that good. What are the signs that this is going to call to me? And she's like, okay, well, I have a couple podcast episodes on this. Listen to the podcast episodes, see what you think. Um, and then we can go from there. You don't have to decide now. And so I was like, okay, cool. So later that day, I go on a walk and what do I see but a dead snake? And I was like, okay, hello, Mama Ayahuasca. And a couple of days later, I'm eating a bar of chocolate, not a whole bar, I'm eating a piece of chocolate. And in the wrapper, there's a jaguar. And I literally have, I cut that out and I have it in my bathroom right now. And I was like, oh my God. And then like on Instagram, I started seeing jaguars and snakes and it was just, it was just flooding into my existence. And I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm set for ayahuasca. I already knew that, but thank you universe for confirming. So then with the combo, I listen to the episodes and I'm on a walk listening to the episodes and on my walk, I see four dead frogs or toads and I was like, okay, I'm in. I was like, okay, universe. And after I heard her experience, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, so combo is more of a purger. Um, it is a, a plant. It's, it's, it's an animal medicine that helps get things out of your system and as people who were there's so much that's flooding into our body and our system and so this medicine is it just helps to wipe it clean um and clear it out and so my intention was to clear out whatever needed to clear out of my body so that i could sit as a more clean vessel for ayahuasca so it comes time, I fly out to where we were doing this these ceremonies, and it was the day of combo on August 24th, 2022, and my mentor comes over, and it was so cool because I got to meet her for the first time after working with her online for like a year and a half, two years, um, so it was really awesome, and in the, she was so extensive with her orientation, we did like a two-hour orientation. Um, and it was a really cool experience because I went early, uh, probably four days early before the ayahuasca ceremony and I stayed with three other girls and I had never met them, but they were in programs that my mentor was running. And so we all got to, to hang out together and to kind of connect and have some sisterhood. And we got to do a private combo ceremony with our mentor. And so it was a really great experience. And part of the ceremony is doing hape and hape is a um amazonian uh tobacco it's snuff and it gets blown up your nose and it is very grounding it is a lot of masculine energy it like clears out your mind and it's a really nice prep for um the medicine that you're working with so i was really nervous about that and i was really nervous about combo i wasn't really that nervous about ayahuasca um but those two I were. So 
my mentor did the hape and it was a beautiful experience it kind of burned a little bit my eyes started watering but i immediately felt like my heart was open my mind was clear i felt very grounded and so it was a beautiful experience to have before combo and my intention with combo was to release everything that no longer served me so that i could step into the next powerful level and serve at a deeper level And so there's four of us. It was a beautiful day. We're outside. We're in nature. And my mentor is the best with this. So much about ceremony and care and had beautiful music playing. And the order, one of the girls had already done it previously. And so two of them were going to go first and then me and my other friend. So my mentor comes over and she's like, so you're actually going to go first. And she does the points or the gates, which are the little burn marks. And that was honestly what I was most scared of. But my mentor was super gentle. I barely felt anything. And then she comes over and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to put the medicine on. And she did three gates or three points. And she was like, you know, I'm only going to do two of them. I'm only going to put the medicine on two. And if you need more, I'll come back. And so I'm like, okay and so I'm sitting there in meditation and during the orientation she said you have to keep a really clear channel so sit up really straight keep a clear channel and I'm a rule follower so I was like okay I'm following the rules I'm sitting up straight and then the next thing I know my mentor is lifting me up so I had fallen forward and I had basically lost consciousness and So she comes over and she helps me sit up and I'm disoriented and I'm like, oh my God, I was in my head. I'm like, I was sitting up straight. I was following the rules. I don't know what happened. And so she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm like, I'm back to following the rules. (laughs) And so I sit up again. And by the time she goes and sits down, I slump over again. And so she comes over and she helps me sit up and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And so I'm sitting there in meditation, like trying to keep a clear channel and straight up and down. And then all of a sudden, um, water gets thrown all over me. And I'm thinking that wasn't part of orientation. What's happening? And I'm thinking everyone else, this is happening to everyone else. And meanwhile, the, the first girl who, the girl who did it with me, she's purging. So combo is a huge purger, which means throwing up. And so she's throwing up and I'm like hearing that. And then I'm having my ordeal and I'm like, what is going on? And I think everyone's getting dumped with water, but it was just me. So then my mentor comes over and she's like, she whispers in my ear and she says, happy birthday. You just had a rebirth. You can just hang out. And I just started crying because that was a huge, huge theme of my life is just rebirth, next level, like let's do this. And so I started crying and I just felt huge relief. And I was just like, oh, okay, let's, let, we can just relax now. And I didn't purge. I sat there in meditation. I worked with my platinum dragon who is all about um, upgrading your chakras. So I'm in this meditation envisioning this dragon working with me and my chakras. And then I laid down and I'm seeing sacred geometry and rainbows. And it's just amazing. Meanwhile, all the other girls are purging. And there's a couple of times I almost threw up because of hearing them throw up. So 
it's definitely not a very pretty, um, it's interesting because we think, I, I've always thought like, oh my God, throwing up, like there's something to be embarrassed about it, but it's just your body. It's your body's way of release. And so purging, there's different ways that you purge when you're on plant medicine. You can yawn, cry, tears will come out of your eyes, not even like crying or getting emotional, but tears will come out, um, throwing up, uh, going to the bathroom. So I did end up purging, but it was just going to the bathroom later. (laughs) Um, So those are all ways that your body is letting go and releasing of different things that that are going on. Just like in breath work, you, you may scream, you may let, you may cry. And these are all ways of the body to release what no longer serves you. So after we were all done, we had a little post integration and my mentor said that what I had was called a rebirth. And she said that I lost consciousness two times and she saw my soul leave my body and come back. Now that might sound really scary to you, um, but don't let it be because it was such a beautiful experience. I literally felt like a new person afterwards and I'm, I'm claiming that as my rebirth day and I'm going to be celebrating uh, August 24th for the rest of my life because it was such a beautiful experience. And my friend Tatiana, she was sitting right next to me and she we died laughing afterwards because she, would, she explained it in this way. And I want to share this so that it gives you less scariness around what I just shared. So she's sitting next to me and out of the corner of her eye, she was like, all of a sudden in slow motion, you just like slumped forward and you like gently hit your forehead on the ground. And then our mentor comes over and she picks you up and talks to you for a second. And then as soon as she sits down, you do it again. And she was like, I almost started dying laughing because it was just so hilarious. And I really had no idea what was going on. And I was like, well, I'm glad that you were dying laughing instead of being scared uh, about what was going to happen to you because she hadn't even got her her gates yet so it was a beautiful beautiful experience and an amazing way to start um the the ayahuasca process so the weekend of the ayahuasca ceremony was for a full moon or was on a full moon which is really cool and so we the the three other women and I we are staying in one house and so we go to this other house and we were sitting in ceremony with about 20 other people and and we get there and I remember about eight minutes away from the house I started getting really nervous and I was like oh my god what am I getting into And so we get to the house, we meet everyone. Everyone was so nice. I instantly felt like they were my family. Um, The shaman is amazing. I felt so comfortable with him. Um, He did a very extensive orientation. I loved every minute of it. And we, my intention was to show me how to use my spiritual and magical gifts in my life and my business and show me the next step step for my business to create massive impact. So that was my prayer or my intention going into this ceremony. And by the way, I totally forgot to mention this. In order to prep for something as intense as ayahuasca, you do what's called a dieta. And so about, I think we started 11 days before we are doing ayahuasca and you go on a diet. So it's, it's essentially a diet. And there was, we couldn't, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, um, no pork. Essentially, all I could eat was veggies, fruit, 
Um, I could have eggs and oat milk, um, basically pure, 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 no preservatives, no nothing, a tiny bit of salt, and that's it, no caffeine. Um, and so I was really nervous about the, di- the the diet part because I love food. I was like, oh my God, I cannot use spices? And she was like, no. And so um, the dieta was actually fine. I literally eat a lot of, my diet has changed since ayahuasca because I, I pretty much continued to eat very similar to the dieta and more clean. Um, I thought I was eating pretty healthy before and I realized I wasn't. And so that was really cool. The hard part was quitting caffeine. I had a migraine for five days. I couldn't function. It was awful. Um, and you know what? I will never drink caffeine again. Okay, I lied. I had one sip of my sister's coffee when I went home for Thanksgiving and I did have some black tea and I was really nervous to see how my body would react and it was fine. Um, But I still have no intention of ever buying a cup of coffee again. Maybe I'll have a sip of someone else's, but I really, my body functions so fine without caffeine. So I highly suggest getting rid of stimulants. It was such a beautiful experience, at least for a little while. Because I was drinking a Yeti full of, I don't know how many ounces, but a pretty big Yeti full of cold brew every single day. And it was insane, the withdrawal that I had and the effect that it had on my body. So we also limited our social media. We really, um, you open a portal. And this is the cool thing about working with deep plant medicines like ayahuasca is it starts working with you once you say yes. And I was receiving, my shadow was coming up. I was receiving breakthroughs and um, it was wild. It was such a cool experience before I even sat with the medicine. So I was contemplating breaking this podcast up, but I can't be bothered with that. So hang on because it's gonna, we got more more journeys to go. Um, so we get there, do the orientation, and it was very, very, very ceremonial, which I love. And we did hape, we did sanunga, which sanunga is a, I'm pretty sure it's a plant, and it's a liquid and it goes in your eyes and it helps you with clarity. Um, it's said to potentially heal your eyes. It helps decalcify your third eye and just open you up even more to the medicine. And I loved it so much that I actually work with Sananga uh, daily and I am running an experiment to heal my eyes. Um, and it's just, it's been a really cool experience to work with that medicine. So I brought that home. Um, I also started doing hape on my own. I don't do that as much, um, but I, it, it's cool because you bring in these, these ceremonies into your home and, and into your way of being. So you, we do hape first, then we did sanunga, and then we took our first drink. And I was scared. I was scared. I was like, oh my God. And I've heard that it tastes nasty. And the first cup, it actually wasn't that bad. It felt very um, licorice-like, which I don't really like 
black licorice. I'm not a huge fan. But I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And um, the my my sh- our shaman, he said that typically they start with an ounce and then they go to a half an ounce and then they go to a quarter of an ounce. So the first cup we all get, we all do at the same time. And then the second and third cup, you can just go up and ask for it. Um, and so we, we all do our first cup and then we're all sitting there and we're all like together in a room kind of all on mats and we've got blankets and pillows and our crystals and all of the things to keep us comfy and cozy and so we're all just sitting there and I'm like just like there's no music there's no nothing just all sitting waiting for it to kick in so it starts kicking in and It was like mushrooms times 10. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I started going to another other realms and visuals were wild and it was very intense for me. I was basically in child's pose like the whole time. Um, My body, I could not sit up straight. It just kind of took over my body, which typically happens. um, So I hear when you're new to new to it, it was just a lot. And it was, I was very much in my head. And so I'm seeing all of these interdimensions and playing with my dragons and all of the things. I started tapping into light language and it, it's interesting because about, I don't know how long, it was maybe like an hour into it, people start purging. So you all have buckets and um, tissues and uh you know, there's per throwing up left and right. And I remember laughing at one point because the shaman was playing music and it was beautiful music. And I could hear him talking or, or singing or doing something. And then people are puking left and right. And I was just like, oh my God, this is a beautiful symphony of life. It just feels so good. And and like this is just life. And life is sometimes bad and, and gross and it sounds weird. And and it's it's like ew, but that's life. And it was just this beautiful experience. And I remember feeling like we were in X-Men and um different people were doing light language and it was just really cool. So both nights, the first portion of it was like fun and trippy and like a journey. And then the second portion was like, okay, here's the work. So I remember going, I I felt like I wanted another cup, but I didn't know if we could go up there and I saw someone else go get another cup. So I went up and I remember um, the shaman said, how much do you want? And I was like, I don't know, you tell me. And he was like, your body's going to tell me. And so he did muscle testing and he pours out about half an ounce. Um, and then he checks in and then he's like, oh, and he gave, I remember he gave me a look and he's like, okay. And he gave me more. I think I had about three quarters of an ounce. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. And I take it and I go back to my mat and I'm sitting there. And that's when I start feeling it through my belly. And it's like, you feel it like a snake, like just working up through your belly and my belly starts rumbling. And I was a little egoic. I was like, hmm, maybe I won't throw up because I didn't on combo. And I was wrong. And so it's just like working and working and working. I remember being like, oh, get out of me. But part of the, um, 
orientation was you can't force it and just let it happen. Um, and so I just could feel it working and working and working and working. I, and I'm seeing all these crazy visuals and I'm sitting over my bucket just being like, God, get out of me. And the cool thing about the what the shamans do is they're tapping into everyone. And I could tell the shaman was tapping into me and he was playing a certain song and a certain um singing a certain song and then finally I purged and I remember him saying you got it and I remember just being like oh yes finally and then I purged a couple more times and um and then I think we started probably at like 8 39 um at night and we didn't get done till probably five in the morning and you wait for everyone to be done and you close out the ceremony. And there was a couple of times my ego was definitely coming up. There was someone who was really annoying me so much. And then I kind of was working through it. And I was like, okay, what is this here to show me? And my the message I got was like, that was an older version of you that you're mad at. And so I got to forgive that version of her and, and reconciliation with her. And it was so beautiful. And um, the the guy sitting next to me he was really deep in his journey and he kept kicking me and I was just getting so annoyed and then he was like passed out on my mat and I was so pissed and I was like god can you just like keep keep to yourself and that's something that I've struggled with is personal um space or whatever and so I got to work through that and he was the sweetest guy ever um and he was kicking the other girl on the other side as well we kind of like bonded over that so everyone closes out at the same time and we close the container we close the ceremony and then we eat food because you're fasting um for in prep for it so we all eat and then we kind of went to sleep, but it was interesting because I only got maybe five hours of sleep, but my body, it didn't feel like I only got five hours of sleep. And so then we wake up the next day and we eat some food and we stop eating by noon. And then I think the next ceremony started at like 7 p.m. So with that ceremony, um, the next day I got a message that I'm already using my magic and it took a really so the first half was play and fun and 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 whatever very psychedelic journey and then the second half was hard and i remember this one was even harder than the first night and i remember it was taking a long time to purge and i was asking why so when you're on plant medicine you can ask you can ask why like you can talk to whatever's coming up if you're having a quote unquote bad journey or um, um, like in, when I was talking earlier, when the devil showed up, I could say, well, why are you here? Like you can talk to what's showing up to you. You can communicate and engage with what's showing up with you. So I asked, why is this taking so hard or taking so long? And the answer was that there's a lot of shit in the basement and you've got a lot of ancestral trauma that is working its way up. So it was just like the snake again. It was just working and working and working and working and working and working and working. And when I finally purged, it was like I felt so much lighter I felt so like clear and it was such a beautiful experience and this night was really interesting because 
everyone kind of got into this deep, deep, deep state. Like everyone was cocooning. And I remember hearing, so I could hear everything. Like I could hear what people were saying on the other side of the room. Um, It was wild. My senses were really enhanced and everyone was just in this cocoon. And I remember um, I was trying to purge and they, during some part of the orientation or whatever, um, they said, take another cup. Like if you, if you feel like you're close to being purging but you can't take another cup and so I remember the shaman said does anyone want more and I almost ran up to the to where he was and I remember I think I kind of stepped on someone and I felt really bad um I think it was my mentor and she kind of looks up at she was deep in her process and I was just like I need more I need more and so he pours me a cup and I think it was a lot just like the day before and he's like, man, it's it's getting a little a little dark in here, huh? And I was like, yeah, because I was like the only everyone was cocooning and I was the only one that was kind of getting another cup and kind of active. And so then I go into my process and it was very interesting because shortly after that, the shaman got annoyed and he was like, you know, if you guys aren't going to get some more, then why are we even doing this? And he kind of got very stern with everyone. And I remember thinking, well, I'm good because I had my second cup. And so then everyone else like slowly starts dragging their, their way up to get another cup and, uh, everything got awesome again. And it was such a beautiful experience at the end of the night because they did a woman's circle. So there was mainly women at this thing. I think there were only like three guys And the woman got in a circle and I was deep, deep, deep in my process. I was in child's pose. I I think the second night I was really tapping into light language, which was really cool. And I was just, I couldn't move. And I, I wanted to be part of the circle, but I couldn't feel like I could get over there. And I was, I went through... I went through some shadows because I felt like I was left out. They, my mentor was talking about all of the other women um, who I was like staying in the house with before this and, and she didn't mention me and they mentioned like every, there was probably five other women who, who weren't in the circle and they mentioned everyone and no one mentioned me. And then my friend Tatiana, she's like, wait, Lindsay. And I remember being like, yay, someone remembers me. And during that, time, I remember thinking that I've been on the outskirts my whole life and for so long. And it's been, especially with women, and it's been a long, long, long time before that I've been able to feel comfortable to be me and to be this weirdo that I am. And I remember thinking, now I'm ready to be seen. And I wasn't ready to be seen in that group. And in hindsight, I do wish that I would have gone gone into the circle, but I got exactly what I needed. And that was a big, big message to have. And I'm sure you can relate listening to this. Every single one of us has felt uncomfortable to be seen. Um, so it was a really beautiful experience. And then we we wrap it up and we had an integration that Sunday and we closed out the ceremony and it was so beautiful um and I felt very very satisfied because I definitely tapped into my magic 
And I know that I got the downloads for my business, but I just didn't know what they actually were. And the downloads for my business really dropped in uh, just recently. This is a thing with ayahuasca and really with anything. I was having this conversation with my one of my mentors the other day of like 30% of the work is done when you're in a coaching program, when you're working one-on-one with someone, when you're doing whatever you're doing, sitting with plant medicine, and 70% of it is on your own time. It's, it, it's during the integration. And that is something that is super important with plant medicine is integrating. You have to make sure that you integrate whatever you received. And I know so many people are, are continuing to go to ayahuasca, go sit with these medicines, go do whatever. But if you're not integrating, you're doing yourself a disservice. I think that Ram Dass or Alan Watts talks about it and it's like do you need to do all of these things all of the time no but it can help you and I personally am on that deep deep medicine journey I have my life purpose archetypes in human design are um, the medicine woman and the Eutarian and that is very much, both of those are shamanic energy. They're diving to the depths of the uh, underworld. It's um, journeying to opening up different portals. And so for me, I personally feel very called to work with these plants on a regular basis. But I know I was talking to a friend of mine and he sat with ayahuasca, I don't know, five years ago. And he was like, I had one cup. And I'm good for the rest of my life, I think. And so just because I sat with it for so many times and I'm doing it again in February and I am very called to this work, it doesn't mean you have to do it a million times. So your journey is your own. And the cool thing about ayahuasca is that every ceremony that you do is like 10 years of therapy. So in one weekend, I received the equivalent of 20 years of therapy. That's why this work is so intense. And that's why it's so important to integrate. And like I said, some of my intentions just recently dropped in after over three months. So it's really, really important to integrate um, your experiences on plant medicine. So I'm getting close to wrapping this up. I want to share a few more of my journeys with you. So I work with, I've continued to work with mushrooms since my ayahuasca experience. And in October, I did a mushroom ceremony. I did the equivalent of 4.44 grams. And my experience was completely different. So the visuals have shifted since ayahuasca. So coming back from ayahuasca was very interesting. I live alone. I'm a hermit. I'm aligned to in human design, which means I need a lot of, I love a lot of alone time. I'm kind of a recluse. Sometimes my car died one time because I didn't drive it enough. (laughs) If that tells you anything, I don't leave my house. Time is an illusion for me and weeks can go by and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to leave to go get groceries. And so for me, it's really easy to integrate. I spend a lot of time alone. I don't have a TV. I am very I'm very strict with the phone for the most part. I don't get lost in um, social media and I take a lot of time to meditate and contemplate and I have my rituals and I spend time in nature. And so I 
have done the integration work. And coming back, my reactions to people were different. A lot of the the stories, the mental chatter just disappeared. Um, I am much more, the, the stress and anxiety, a lot of that went away. Um, and I don't drink very much. I'll drink socially or every now and again. I love spicy margaritas and so I'll have like a spicy margarita. Alcohol affects me different. Doesn't really affect me at all um, anymore. I used to get a little bit of a buzz after a spicy margarita and now it's like nothing. And so I was I was curious to see how my mushroom journey would be after ayahuasca. And so I started working with my mentor, JJ. She's Activations with JJ on Instagram, and I will link her in the show notes. But I, there was one day, my manifestation started speeding up, and this is a story about that. So when I came home from ayahuasca, I think I had already been following her. I can't remember how I found her. Um, but I did a fairy and dragon gathering with her and it was amazing. And that I did that like shortly after I came back from ayahuasca. I think it was the weekend after. Um, and so I found her and I remember I was like, I need to learn light language because I started tapping into it um, before ayahuasca after a breathwork ceremony with Erin Call. I freaking love her. I'll link her in the show notes as well. Um, but I started doing light language. I didn't even know what it was, but it got activated um, and dance and movement and just like weird. I realized during ayahuasca, I was like, oh, I've already been doing this. Um, And so I really wanted to learn more. And so I was on my phone. I remember earlier that day, I was like, I want a light language course or program or something. So I'm Googling light language course, didn't find anything. And I'm listening to a JJ YouTube And at the end of it, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting a light language mentorship this weekend. If you want to join, there's only a couple spots left. And so I went and looked at it and instantly signed up. And ever since then, oh, my my whole entire life has changed. I'm going to have to do a whole light language episode because it is just too much to include in this. And I'm already over an hour in. So I started my light language mentorship and it was so much fun. And I had a session, a one-on-one session with JJ on October 8th. And we met with my personal guides who are here to help me with light language. Um, one of them's a Nocturian and an angel. And it was just so cool. And so my intention for that mushroom uh, ceremony was to let out little Lindsay and to connect with my guides for light language and to tap into play. So I do my, I take the mushrooms and I'm waiting for it to kick in and it kicks in, but I don't see the visuals like I did before. So the visuals were basically gone. And it was more like feeling and more in my head than visual, which I was a little disappointed with, not going to lie, because I love the visuals. But um, I basically did light language for about four and a half hours. And it was absolutely wild. And there was was times where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it just kept coming through me. And so I'm doing physical hand movement light language. I'm singing. I'm chanting. I'm doing spoken. I'm dancing. Uh, I went down to the lake and I was like doing 
like swimming light language it was the coolest thing ever but very exhausting um and so that was really really cool and then the last ceremony that i did was uh the the day after 11 11 so uh november 12th and my intention was to be in my body and play and have fun and receive um and I just really wanted to tap into the 1111 portal energy and just kind of chill out um, instead of focusing on a purpose for <laughs> the ceremony. And with that one, I took the equivalent of four grams. So I've been slowly kind of inching it up every time. And with this one, I cried for an hour. Um, over an hour and I was just I was really scared to let go and this one was a lot about being scared to share this with you like being scared to share that I do plant medicine to share this shamanic journey that I'm on to share light language Um, and even as I say that I get a little like I, I can feel a little part of myself being like oh my God, I'm being seen. <laughs> um, so during this ceremony, I was really, it was a lot in my head and I was, I just went upstairs and laid in my bed and I did light language. Um, I did, had a lot of visuals. I had a lot of healing that happened. I had some womb healing and some body activation and just really connected with the other realms and, and a lot of different guides. And I did some, uh, I painted a light language painting. I did a lot of dance and I tapped into my sexual um, magic and I felt like I was releasing and calling things in at the same time and I got weird and it was really fun and um, I really enjoyed it and so that was the last ceremony that I've done and I'm planning on doing one another mushroom ceremony probably New Year's Day and then the next ceremony will be ayahuasca at the end of uh, February. And so, yeah, that's that's my story. That's my my journey. And it's been magical. <laughs> it's been so magical. Like, and I want to say that there were I have done so much work so much work my whole entire life for the past two and a half years has been dedicated to healing and I feel like I'm gonna cry because it's been hard and it has hurt and I've done it all without plant medicine and so a lot of my journey yes it was hard yes I was purging a lot yes I it was very intense But I'm at this phase of my life where I'm like, I'm ready for a play. I just got done with a four-week intensive mentorship with JJ. And the last, every session was so intense except for the last one. And it just feels like I'm on an adventure. I have healed. I have merged with little me. I have unlocked hurt, hurt, hurt parts of myself. And I've done so much healing And I believe that the purpose of all of this is obviously for myself, but also for you. Because I've done so much 
And a big part, like I said earlier, a big part of my design is diving to the depths of my soul. It's facing all of my demons so that I can realize that they're just angels in disguise. And healing is hard, but it doesn't have to be so hard. The beginning portions of it is difficult. I will definitely say that it's difficult. It's hard. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to feel all the rage and the anger and the grief and all of those things, which is a part of healing. It doesn't feel good to face all of your shadows. It doesn't feel good to unravel ancestral trauma. It doesn't feel good to realize that a lot of your problems and issues aren't even yours. They come from your parents and your grandparents and their grandparents and so on and so forth. And there was a time in my life where I feel like I was addicted to the healing and the suffering and the hardness of it all. But it doesn't have to be that way. I feel like in my own experience and what I see a lot is that, yes, there's like that dark night of the soul. There's the entry. There's the the beginning stages where it is fucking hard and it hurts and it doesn't feel good. But it doesn't have to last forever. And once you get through that and once you gain tools and awareness, it gets to be easy. But our shadow, our ego, our shadow, whatever you want to call it, wants to keep us stuck in that suffering. One of my mentors, Lauren Kren, talks about this a lot. And it's like the shadow wants to keep you stuck. You don't have to be there. Like it can just be a little blip of, oh, okay. I'm I'm getting sucked back into this old way of being. Let's recognize that. Let's move on. Instead of, oh, I'm stuck in the shadow for months and years and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't have to be that hard. And so I, I share that because I feel like part of my journey is to go through all that shit and lead you through maybe a little bit more of a gentler path to share tools and modalities that have helped me speed things up a little bit make things a little easier, jump timelines so that you don't have to spend so long in the shadows, so long in the depths, so long battling the demons and that you can, you can find an easier path so that you can get to the good stuff because man, my life is just so magical. Ever since I came back from ayahuasca, I have truly been a different person and I'm happier. I view the world in a different way and I'm more easygoing. I'm just more like, okay, cool. Like bad things happen, whatever. What's next? You know, like what's going to happen now? It's more of curiosity than like, oh my God, this is awful. And so, yeah, I think that I'll wrap it up there. I want to thank you for listening to this story. If you liked it, if you resonated with something, share it on your stories. Uh, Make sure to tag me in it. If you have questions, DM me. DM me. I would love to connect with you. The link's in uh, the show notes or you can reach out to me. I'm Lindsay Means with an underscore. And listen to your body. If you want to go on a plant medicine journey, listen to your body and let the plants call to you. Let the spirit of the plants lead you and guide you. You'll know when it's right. And I would say start with cacao. Go to Keith's Cacao, buy a brick, do a cacao ceremony and start there and see what happens. And this world is so fucking magical. It's so magical. And 
there's so many times now where I'm not on anything and I just feel like I'm on something and it's because there's nothing blocking me. The layers that have been blocking me from realizing the beauty of the present moment are gone. They've been stripped away because of the personal development, because of the healing, because of the plant medicine, because of all of the things. And now I look and I can see the magic in the mundane. I can see the magic in every single person who I interact with. I can see the magic in myself. I see myself through a new lens, a new empowered lens. And I say, damn, Lindsay, you're fucking beautiful. You're smart. You're magical. And you're here to do big things. And I'm finally not afraid to say that. So whatever your journey is, is perfect. Wherever you are in your journey is perfect. And I want to remind you that there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's only a matter of remembering how fucking amazing you are. And that's what plant medicine can help us do. It strips away all of that baggage that you came into this world with. And it helps you see yourself as who you are, a magical human being. And if you want to learn more how to tap into your magic, if you want to learn more how to heal through the lens of your human design, how to do inner work, how to create rituals, then reach out to me because I would love to support you on this journey. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Way podcast. I want to ask you a question really quick. Do you want to learn more about your human design? If you said yes, I would love to invite you to send me a screenshot of your chart on Instagram. My handle is at Lindsay Means with an underscore. And there's a link in the show notes to get your chart below if you don't have one already. If you want to learn more about my offerings and freebies, check out lindsaymeans.com. If you love this episode, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to connect with you. If you like this content, subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And remember, you are perfect exactly as you are. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's only a matter of remembering how freaking amazing you are and human design helps us with that. See you next time.